Those Two Jerks is brought to you in part by Maverick Group, Maverick Group Experiential Technology. Need some nerds? Let's build something awesome together. Maverick. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Those Two Jerks, episode 158. I'm your host, the Tom Alexander. Joining me, as always, in the same room as I am for a change, are the Sussman, Rick Sussman. Hi, Rick. We're technically outside. I mean, it's, so it's not really a room. We're in the per se. We're, we're, we're sharing square footage. At okay, this point. that's that's fine. It's roof. Aside yeah. from the, uh, the I, space I currently rent in your head. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, also, uh, you know, we we do share the same space in, in in correlation to the you know the distance between the Earth and the Sun. We're basically always on top of each other. Fine, and <laughs> the vocational Chris Boo. Hi, Chris. Good evening or morning. Ooh. What? No, it hasn't rolled it, over. It's evening. It's still evening. It's definitely evening. It's still evening. It's, it is straight Fair at enough. 11 p.m. <laughs> on the night of Saturday, December 22nd, 2018. The, let me get a year of our Lord. In the year of our Lord, Cthulhu, 2018. <laughs> All hail his many uh, tentacles. <laughs> nah, hail Mary's, I'm going to have to say now. <laughs> um, and as I said, episode 158, guys, and... Uh, this one is special for a few reasons. The first being, we just saw Aquaman. Oh man, did we? <laughs> we saw, <laughs> we saw, we saw seventeen movies in one. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> Aquaman gives you the most movie for your dollar. It is the best. Did you bad need to catch up on the last twelve years of nerd culture? Watch Aquaman. Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much how it works. Um, you know what? The in only, a good way. The only, yeah, no, it wasn't. We'll, we'll get to it, but yeah. it was just missing some sort of uh, automaton creature like Ultron. Like, <laughs> yeah, actually, there was no there was no robot. There wasn't like like an uh, artificial intelligence like brine folk there. and yeah, yeah, fish there, folk. There was so many things, but there was no artificial intelligence. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, yeah. they got to save something for the <laughs> sequel, I suppose. <laughs> <sighs> so there's that. We yes, did do that. There is, and uh, and uh, this was supposed to be uh, well, five more shows yep. after this one. Four. A four after this one, right? Uh, this is one six one fifty eight, mm-hmm. as we said, and we because we were sentenced and condemned to sports hell, we were supposed to we're supposed to end at one sixty two, and uh, unless one of the seals broke, that's true, and then we'd have to keep going ad infinitum. Yes, so uh, let's give a check on those seals. All right, and fair if anything's changed since the last time we spoke. <laughs> Like always. <laughs> <laughs> Number ten, Pete Rose gets into the Hall of Fame. No change. No change. No, no zero. Won't, won't happen zero this year. Change. Won't man, happen this year. Man walks on Mars. No change. Not no. happening. Not man, happening before we hit one sixty two. Man made vehicle is walking. Shut up. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Uh, well, number eight, we had, uh, I think something may have happened with this one this week. That is uh, Effie, Rick's favorite wrestler, indie wrestler. Uh, reveals himself to actually be Ric Flair. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've been saying this wasn't going to happen, but yeah. then earlier this week, somebody called the Jerk Hotline and said this. Hello, this is Effie. I just wanted to call and tell you that I am Ric Flair. Woo! So the coin was wrong. The show must continue. Thank you. Goodbye. Okay, so... Um, it's nobody I know. It's no one I know. So here's the thing. I wasn't 100% as to whether or not that was actually Effie because the cadence of how Effie cuts his promos is there. 
Really? Really, really. That, like, he does have a lot of, like, he's he's from... Stops and he, starts. Well, he's from Tallahassee, so he sort of has a little bit of an accent. But South he, Alabama. Yeah, but, but, he, but he does very well to not let it show mm. because he's also intelligent. Ah. So <clears throat> most people from Tallahassee hey, hey, hey. remains whoa, to be seen. <laughs> hey. um, they might have internet up there. So. Um, <laughs> I think they got it last week. But, I'm not sure. But if I'm honest, um, what kind of confused me was couple of things. The woo was very pathetic. Yes. It was and a sad it, attempt at a woo. Yeah, it was, was a sad woo, and Effie would never do anything that sad, that so was I was, was kind of, mm, I wasn't sure. And then there was that part at the end there where he thanked us, and he knew about the coin's curse. And as much as I adore Effie, and I do, and I know that he's a good buddy of mine as well, I would put dollars to donuts that he doesn't listen to one iota of <laughs> no, this show. No, he does not have time for that. So that led me to the very obvious next step. I uh, I reached out to Effie. <laughs> <laughs> As again, he is, in fact, a friend of mine. And I said, hey, man, um, so we got a voicemail. Um, did you call the show and say that you were Ric Flair? And Effie, being the professional that he is, basically said that, uh, no, he would never do that, uh, <laughs> but that Jesse had what asked him to do it, and he completely ignored Jesse, which is to be expected. Everyone should ignore Jesse. You know, he was going to get you a tombstone, but never mind. Um, like I said, everyone <laughs> should ignore him. What was that thing he gave you, a sandbag? No, it's a, it's a tombstone pillow. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, it's a pillow. It's a pillow, like a but tombstone? it's tombstone, yeah. It's well done. Yeah. We're going to have to put a photo of that on the Twitter account. Yes. Um, but yeah, Jesse... My our frenemy, my frenemy, <laughs> your Rick's personal friend. frenemy, um, Rick's, Rick's sister wife. I guess. <laughs> so many. Um, so um, uh, Jesse had asked Effie to do that, and Effie said he'd never gotten around to doing it, thus confirming um, that it was not him. Now he did, however, give me a clue as to who it might be. Apparently, in the world of pro wrestling, there is one specific pro wrestler that uh, gets a lot of pub for mm. doing pranks like this. Really? Really, really. Effie believes that it was Jeff Hardy. Really? One yeah. of the famed Hardy boys? Yeah, like yes. the WWF guy? WWE, yeah, yeah. Multi-time world heavyweight champion, multi-time tag so, champion. So what you're saying is we have a, a Hardy boys mystery on our hands? <laughs> is that, do I follow you? I wish I knew I was setting you up for that this entire time. <laughs> I wish I knew I was going to say that this entire time. <laughs> that might be. But it worked. It's, yeah, one, of, it's yeah. one of my better ones. It's That's one of my better ones. That is definitely what's going on. There is some sort of mystery, to say so, the very least. Unfortunately, like many episodes of Seinfeld, this can easily be solved with a smartphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This whole thing can be avoided. <laughs> So I quickly took the number because our voicemail does pick up telephone numbers of the people who call us, punched it into my phone, yeah. and found it was not Effie at all. Yeah. Not yeah. Jeff Hardy at all. No. It is uh, It is our loyal listener and Rick's sworn Twitter enemy. <laughs> my twemesis. Yeah, twemesis. <laughs> Matt Quackenbush. So, um, no, the seal did not break. Nice try, Matt. But... Um, Effie, not Ric Flair, mm -hmm. as far as we can tell and as far as he's willing to say. So, Seal did not break. Valiant effort, though. It well, was a valiant effort. Unfortunately, there was uh, some negatives that came with that valiant effort. Yeah, uh, we got another voicemail not long after that, and that said something to the effect of this. I am back, motherfuckers, and someone is in a shitload of trouble. I warned you about getting on my tail side. You were condemned to sports hell, unless one of the seals broke. 
Then, some asshole fake breaking is ill because he can find another podcast to listen to. Because you broke the rules, you don't get five more shows. This is it. You're done. Now, say goodbye to your fan. Catch you on the flip. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that was the coin. <laughs> That was the coin, the Grim Reaper of those two shirts. <laughs> like the, the, the Black Razor. The Ultron, the, the the Ultron that we created and now will come to destroy us. <laughs> the final head of Unicron has yeah. turned. Yes, and um, and uh, in case you couldn't make some of that out, um, we're done. Yeah. According to the coin, this is it. This is the last one. Uh, Rick will snap the neck of a chicken. <laughs> Or a baby to keep himself from being captured by the Vietcong. I mean, the, the North Koreans later. You don't. You know, You smother it. You That's smother it. Oh, you, sorry. Yeah. 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 Just saying, we are at Chris's house. I'm just That's right. <laughs> wow. Jesus. Wow. Oh. Oh. My really, chicken. Really. Really. You guys, dare threaten the really? chicken? Don't threaten the chicken. He's a brown belt. You're not. <laughs> I would never make it's it. It's a past bad the idea. Door. I would never make it past the door. You really wouldn't. Um, so, uh, so yeah, the last chopper out of, of Jerksville at Saigon is leaving. And, uh, this is, this is all she wrote. By the time we sign off, uh, this is goodbye. So enjoy these next tight 340 minutes. <laughs> As Rick continues to badly hum, suicide is painless. Okay, that's fine. I was trying to <laughs> do like it as an undertrack. Yeah, I was just trying to be the undertrack. You know, we have like technology that allows us to do that. But I have to trust you to use it. Yeah, true. <laughs> and I'm on a really tight schedule, so <laughs> that's not going to happen. Um, now, you actually told Chris about this beforehand, right? Yeah, yeah. Chris was aware this time. <laughs> Chris was aware this time. I, was like, I remembered to keep him in the loop. <laughs> I remembered to click the group text instead of <laughs> instead of just the Rick text. That may be my favorite moment of all time uh, on the show. Wait, what's going on? <laughs> How come nobody told me? <laughs> wait, are you serious? <laughs> this is not a bit? Like, we're done? <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, so this is all. Mm. This is all she wrote. Five years, 100 and... 158 See, shows after this. 108 event. full shows. 158 plus. main shows and, a th- and 13 mini episodes. So that's 171 shows for uh, about 350 hours of content, give or take. So 350. How many hours are in a... So it's 24. Yeah, 20, yeah. 20, so at least 10 uh, days. Hold smartphone. Hold we smart, can yeah. solve this with yeah. a smartphone, Well, too. almost. What? Well, what is it? 15 days. Well, not even a month of this shit? God damn it. I mean, uh, you know. <laughs> Let's see. 350, 24, 14.6. <laughs> 525 hours. We got half of February minutes. for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> if you start the show at episode one, by the time you end the series, it'll be, it'll be the middle of February. <laughs> and a leap year, though. Oh, yeah. And a leap year. 15 and a half hours. Or 14 and a half hours. Yep, 14 and a half. So, um... So yeah, so we'll I guess I mean we did this a little just eight episodes ago, guys, when we did one fifty where we took a little bit of a look back. But, hmm. uh, so we'll we'll put a twist on that instead of favorite moments. Let's say uh, uh, favorite thing that's happened the past five years, show related or not, hmm. and biggest regret about the show. Um, okay, the biggest regret about the show is that we 
can't go back and actually re listen to our uh, Louis C.K. interview. That's probably oh, my biggest. So sad that we lost. Uh, that. Nah, that I mean, it was great. It was in the can. He admitted so much about touching all those women. I was so mad when the New York Times got that story. <laughs> I was like, we had it months ago. <laughs> just yelling at my cow, my phone, just terrible. No, no. Yeah, that's. that's what about you, Chris? What's your biggest regret about the show? Oh, <laughs> losing the <laughs> nice try, the Bill Cosby <laughs> episode. Then, <laughs> I mean, like. <laughs> We were able to get the clearances through jail, or the, you know. Yeah, we had no idea why he would talk to us, and then we yeah. figured out he didn't think anyone would hear it. Yeah, yeah. he was I right. Mean, <laughs> he I'm was right. He knew my MacBook would crash somehow, and I'm just happy we never called Harvey Weinstein back. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> this show could have been very different. <laughs> now that I think about the the episodes we lost, this, is, this becomes more of a more of a Dateline type pilot. We might have been successful well, we had just, we not we, lost those we episodes. We weren't willing to compromise to Harvey. It's just, it's, <laughs> yeah, he had demands. <laughs> he wanted the final cut. There was the a interview. couch. It was really... It was. It was. was. Rick's still in therapy so, over that meeting. Uh, I get to hang out with Rose McGowan and she gets me through it. It's, oh, well that's She's a nice good. person. She's a wonderful lady. That's Tom, great. what's your biggest regret from about the show? Biggest regret? <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> well, not about the show, meeting Rick. There we go. <laughs> Uh, it's not my fault. <laughs> it actually sort of is. Um, <laughs> no, you didn't have to go. For the record, yeah. you didn't have to roll with that joke. Okay? I could have said Steel Magnolias and you could have ignored it. All right? I could have. Yeah. And then never spoken to you again. That's right. There were hot girls in that class and it was freshman year and I needed to save face. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't just going to let myself get bitch slapped like oh, that. Oh, no, but we did so well anyway. We did. We did. <laughs> yeah, it really helped our game. God, it didn't. <laughs> So sad. Anyway, um, biggest regret about the show uh, would be the interviews we didn't chase down. We could have had yeah. more guests, I oh, think. Yeah. And um, it's it's difficult when when we've all got uh, this is not our main gig, this right? Is the side hustle. This is the side to the side. The, yeah, yeah this is, that's true. That's I mean, this is, is the, the side inside side. hustle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When it's the side to the side, there's not a lot of time to go chasing down guests. But uh, the ones we've had have been fa- have been great. Oh yeah. Um. And uh, let's see, favorite thing in the last five years since we've been doing this? Well, my favorite thing in the last five years, honestly, has been the fact that we've actually developed a bit of a cult following. <laughs> I, I mean... That's true. I guess I guess the numbers we have would be considered a cult in some <laughs> states. Well, it, more than anything, it showed uh, that while there are millions of podcasts out there, none quite like ours... Um, that there was a real group of people out there who consistently would listen to whatever we had to say. And there, it, it shows, that like, you know, yeah, the bulk of them are friends of ours or people we've known before the show. But like um, our my buddy Ephraim, he listens to every episode. Mm-hmm. And I, I met him through just a random encounter at a uh, at a dinner um, one of those places where you you uh, they do call the, the phone number on the written on the bathroom stall. No, 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 no. He's way too pretty for me. He would never <laughs> agree to it. No, you, what's the the place where you all eat uh, and hibachi, hibachi kind of thing in Mount Dora, just randomly. <clears throat> and I sat. We were sat down next to him, uh, my wife Lauren and I, and I ran into him there, and he became one of our like biggest fans. Yep. And for me, that's a really great accomplishment. Is that the three of us could put together a legitimately entertaining program. I still think if we had more opportunity, it got it, we could, you know, we could have made this our our primary gig the three of us together were fucking hilarious honestly <laughs> sometimes. But my biggest accomplishment is knowing that 
there are people out there who will be disappointed that we're not doing any new episodes. What about you, Chris? Um, that I, I one I, I it's brought me and Tom closer, which is you know we were sort of mutual friends to begin with, mm-hmm. uh, by way of our wives, and then uh, that I met a new friend, mm-hmm. you know, by way by way of this also. So like that that's that's one of the best things, and I was I found an outlet for my nerddom to kind of mm-hmm. like just kind of let loose, which was you know it it uh, as my college buddies left. And we all moved on with our lives and adulthood. I was able to find some more nerds to to connect with. So, yeah, oddly enough, I talk to you guys more than I talk to any of my other, more often than yeah. I talk to any of my other friends, and for longer. Well, just, by, just because of this, I was yeah, going to say because you have to. Well, <laughs> yeah. but, no, but even but we don't have to text each other outside. Yeah, of random group text. And that's and the thing. Yeah. This podcast is going to end for all of you. You will no longer be able to hear us. Yeah. But the group text that goes on, which is basically those two jerks, the rest of the week, yeah. will probably continue <laughs> with very poor grammar yeah. and, and really misspelled things. And and likely typing while he's taking a dump. At work, most yeah. of the time. In fairness, I'm also <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's sort of, you know. Listen, Tom. There's something that's our side, side, side gig. Uh, there's something you need to learn about jujitsu: is you shit a lot. Okay. I don't know that I needed to learn that. that it's thank just you. you can you can ask Chris, you can I, ask I ask know. Evan. It moves you, the the innards. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. It really it really moves you around. Yeah. Okay. If you're not if you're rolling with somebody and they don't fart on you at least once, you're not trying that hard. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, that's. Another reason why I'm glad I'm not doing jujitsu, I guess. <laughs> the reasons I don't do jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> New <Yeah>. podcast. <laughs> 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 Wherein we bitch about Marvel movies. <laughs> Nothing has ever been wrong. I've had a DC logo on it. Not once, Never. not ever. Not once. Not once. Special effects in Aquaman suck. Can you give me... A way better than anything in a Marvel movie this can, year. Can you give me more ideas that I can use? <laughs> <laughs> one, just one last swat just boom on the way out the door I'm, s- I'm gonna be mad about that forever Tom. you should and as well you should sir saltiness it's saltiness what, is your most attractive feature I think it's what sustains me <laughs> um, my favorite thing about the past five years in addition to the things you guys said um, and we do we have a small but very passionate following and and um, when we started this, I had no idea any anybody would listen at all. Um, I just know that Rick and I always laughed a lot when we would talk about shit like this when we were out and it annoyed the crap out of everyone at the tables around us wherever we went, hence the name Those Two Jerks. Um, but uh, small but passionate, and we just I, I'm still in awe that anybody tuned in, and I'm very appreciative of that. And you got a yeah. logo. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, we yeah. Got that's a making it. Really great right? logos and a, lo- and a tombstone and a tombstone, <laughs> tombstone pillow, and uh, and a continuation uh, for all eternity because of cellular. Uh, wait, no, that's not cellular. The internet, yeah, because yeah. of the internet where magnetized goes little away. bits. No, no. So Don't run for I'll office. Run for office <laughs> and again. All this will come up. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> And I'll be somehow involved. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah, no, it's all right. You, you get a pass. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Uh-huh. Everything's okay. You'll still get your black belt. No. Um, my my right. favorite thing um, favorite thing about the show was getting some of the guests that we've gotten um, mm-hmm. that we didn't know before. Um, really good interviews. People who really, some of them, many of whom, all of whom really had no business being on this show, <laughs> had many better ben, things. Ben had business to be yeah, on this show. Yeah, yeah, Ben hangs out with you, so he really has nothing better Which, to do, clearly. Uh, you guys should check out the Central Florida Comic Con. It's that's his up. new venture. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be in Lakeland. That? It's going to be in okay. January. It's coming up real soon. Um, 
<coughs> the Wrestling Nerd Radio Network will Go be there. Um, pre- press passes? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't press anymore. We're not pressing anything. <laughs> oh, there might be some poll passes. Poll. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Well, Tom, we... Um, um, yeah. So, yeah, the guests and, and then personal note, my kid. Yeah. Best thing in the last five years that happened to me for sure. Um, all right. So you're here for a regular show. You're here for a show, not uh, not a misty-eyed clip show. Which, frankly, would take me too fucking long to edit anyway. Yeah, yeah like, that's a lot to go through. <laughs> I tried honestly, that yeah. once. Do you know how long it took me? Four hours. That's, yeah. Four hours to edit a one-hour clip show. Get a better show. Get a better, get a better laptop. It has nothing to do with that. It's combing through the hours and hours of shit we put on the internet. Just click, find a, just good click a number. You know, okay. yeah. Episode 122. Yeah. That probably Next was you're like, you're you. are like, this one really brought brought things back. You don't want to do that, Tom, because I'm like, I'm the UCF to your Alabama. What if I just knock <laughs> it out of the park? <laughs> then what do you do? What do you do? Um, I claim you didn't play anybody, and I bet you moan about it. <laughs> no, but if I straight wave beat you. all 17 of my rings in your face. <laughs> but if I straight beat you, what happens then? We cry and make excuses, yeah. just you know, like every Alabama fan does, every SEC fan. But yes, we should, yeah, we should, we on. should talk about things. The world of sports, and um, boy, we had uh, baseball's got uh, something going on. Yeah, there's some, there's some interesting things happening on the hot stove and in the. Uh, I mean, we're we're coming up on the dead zone well, of sports, well, so we so I mean, we are, we aren't, because we're the NFL's getting into the playoffs very soon. Well, yeah, but there's there's going to be this week. Yeah, yeah, and and. What's weird is like okay, so it's almost Christmas, mm-hmm. um, and so that be, means the basketball season's about to start. Well, officially, <laughs> <laughs> or well, for the fans, <laughs> I should say, that started. But for the fans, Christmas Day. Um, but uh, Major League Baseball's had its winter meetings. Most of its off season is over, and um, Bryce Harper still no home. Manny Machado still no home. Um, it's almost like somebody doesn't have two hundred and fifty million dollars a year laying around well, for Bryce like Harper. The Dodgers just freed up a bunch of payroll by trading uh, all of their high-paid guys to Cincinnati. Why would they do that, um, Tom? Maybe they want to sign Bryce Harper. Yeah, well, know. the Reds are definitely going places. Oh yeah, clearly. <laughs> clearly, when you're going to overpay for Matt Kemp and Yasiel Puig. Wait, it's not 2010. No. <laughs> it is not. Oh my God. Decidedly, is not. Does Mark Shot know about this? <laughs> I I did not retract my statement. She is seated at the right hand of Ty Cobb right now. <laughs> I think we had an episode about that. <laughs> I don't know if we talked about her, but she belongs there. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, and now uh, baseball is uh, easing some tensions with Cuba. It yes, appears. yes. Um, for those of you who may not be educated in the uh, frame, Chris, um, a lot of great baseball players have begun their life uh, in the country of Cuba, and Just the, well, the Caribbean in general, right? Yeah, well, but, but especially Cuba, given yeah. that it's a communist country. So players who want to leave Cuba and come play in Major League Baseball have had to defect, and it was so they've had to escape under cover of night. Been very harrowing like, for right. a lot of players. Oh, wow, like, oh yeah. And sometimes they don't make it. There's always one or two stories of guys getting, like, dragged back. I think there's been a couple of guys who actually died in the process Mm -hmm. over the years. Lots of people have been trying to escape Cuba for, you know, 50 years. And some of them have been trying to play baseball in the process. But all of that is about to change, which is interesting. It's going to change now and not, like, two or three years ago when we played a Major League Baseball game in Cuba. Yeah, yeah. But the the Baseball Players Association and the league... Uh, agreed with the Cuban Baseball Federation that uh, players who want to come sign with Major League Baseball don't have to defect. They can 
they can maintain their Cuban citizenship and play major but league baseball. Now. Do, does the their pay go to the state? Like, I mean, well, like how does that? Here's, here's what's probably I don't going. know, Rush. Let's find out. I think what would probably happen is they'll just go sign with, you know, the Yankees or the Marlins or whatever. And as soon as they set foot in America, they defect anyway. Yeah. They're like, point me to the immigration office. <laughs> if you could. If you could. I'd like to seek asylum. And I hit the dinger really well. <laughs> and I could throw a curveball like a son of a bitch. So, but it only covers players who are actually signed to the Cuban Baseball Federation. So if you're just a baseball player yeah. in Cuba and you don't play professionally in Cuba, still have to defect to come here. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure this the uh, Cuban Baseball Federation has no kickback in this whatsoever. Oh, no. No, this is all on the no. up and up. Yeah, yeah it's got to all be up and up. On the up and up. It involves baseball, the purest <laughs> sport there is, right? How much will it improve? Obviously, the talent pool grew. Right. I mean, do you watch baseball? No. Is this going to get you to watch baseball? No. All right, we're good. I mean, it might. <laughs> Will it get more Cubans to watch baseball? I, Will it? I mean, Cubans, people from the Dominican Republic, people from Puerto Rico. The World Baseball Championship is a big deal in a lot of countries. The World the Baseball, baseball Classic. Yeah. Classic. Okay, yeah. and this is bigger than the World Series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the World Series is just for Major League Baseball. The World Baseball Classic is international play. So yeah. Cuba has a team, Puerto Rico has a team, Mexico has a team, Italy, the and United States, Canada. Are they better than like the U- United States I mean, team? Well, the players from the major leagues who are from those countries play for their home countries. So it's like the Olympics. So it's, it's like the Olympics, okay. uh, which baseball, the Olympics, so you can the Olympics no longer has lose. baseball. So right. this is the closest thing we get. Um, so it is like that in that way. But it's also players from the, who are playing in those countries and don't play here in the States. So you get a you know you get to see certain guys who you would never normally get to see, um, and there are guys who've gotten professional major league contracts after based on their performance really? in the classic. No, okay. Yeah, I mean the classics a really cool thing, and it's it's I, it I think it's every two years if I'm not mistaken, every four years. Yeah, every four, but it's not during Olympic years. It's no, like, it's weird. So so it's essentially two years to the Olympics, two years to the World Baseball Classic. So it's during like the Winter Olympics. No, yeah, it's not during the winter years. It's like during the off years. So, so it's basically like every Olympics, so World Baseball Classic, Winter Olympics. Olympics. Yeah. yeah, it's so fucked up. It's <laughs> anything with Major League Baseball is fucked up. No, they're doing fine, Tom. Yeah, yeah, they doing are. Fun. They are just staying open. So no, the Cuban deal will not uh, move the needle on the just stay open initiative Although that we I, started. It does. It does make for an interesting statement. Europe really needs to get its shit together and start winning some World Series, oh, huh? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> What are those London Kings doing? Man? No. <laughs> One last DS9 reference before we go. What makes you think that's the last one? There are four teams. <laughs> I mean, we did Count see Aquaman. We did see Aquaman. Count there was the plenty of Star Trek references in it. <laughs> Especially that scene where where Orm has to like transfer the nuclear power and then, you know, they Hold hands, and Orm explains it's for the good of the few, the good of the many, and not the wants of the few. <laughs> I think we watched different movies. No, I? I'm pretty sure that Did you was buy in the there. brownies at the snack bar. I was two thirds into that movie. I was just gone into the colors, man. Yeah, sounds about right. Actually, um, let's move on. We got another another. Uh, this is I find this one insanely amusing. Sport, sport a sports story. related story. Yeah. So, um, Urban Meyer. The former Florida Gator coach, current Ohio State Buckeyes coach. Uh, don't forget his stint at Utah. Before the Gators, yes. <laughs> yes, and Bowling Green as well. Bowling Green? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Bowling there was a Green massacre. <laughs> oh, God. What? 
It wouldn't be a show without Rick making a thinly veiled Trump reference. You know, first of all, fuck yourself. You're the one who's been doing it the last, like, five episodes. Okay? So. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't. You'd have to show me the evidence. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to bother. I'm not. I mean, I've tried going through those shows. It's like four or five hours to make one episode. <laughs> I'm not doing it again. <laughs> anyway. Um, Urban Meyer said he's going to retire from coaching for the second time uh, after the the Buckeyes bowl game, <laughs> which is the Rose Bowl, right? Yeah, because they're not get, they're not getting into the college football playoff yeah. this year. Yeah, the so. Rose Bowl is not even in the playoffs. Now? Well, well they, there's they, a rotation. Yeah, oh. so this is not a year for the Rose Bowl to be part of the playoff. Um, the playoff this year is the Cotton Bowl and the Orange Bowl. Those are the two playoff games. But after the Rose Bowl, Urban Meyer's retiring. But we know now what he's going to do in his right, retirement. Right, right. He's not actually just going to sit around and wait for a better job to open up and then just go to it when he says his heart feels good well, again. Well, he'll also be doing that. Oh. But he's going to do this as well. What's oh. he going to do, Rick? He is going to teach at the University of the Ohio State University, That's I should right. say. The Ohio State. And he's going to teach a very specific class. It's mm-hmm. going to be on um, two things that are very near and dear to his heart. Ethics. And leadership and lead, uh, character. Sorry, sorry. I, ethics was way, school. way out. So leadership and character, not ethics. Uh, he is co-teaching the leadership and character course at Ohio State's business school alongside a former uh, Army lieutenant colonel. Leadership. Is it Jim Mattis? That's, a, that's some leadership right there, fellas. So let's get this straight. Urban yep. Meyer, yep. who... Um, Protected and hid an assistant coach of his mm-hmm, who uh, mm-hmm. abused his wife mm-hmm, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Um, did not give evidence to the police that he knew about this or anything like that. Is going to teach a course on character. Not only the same, the same Urban Meyer who, when the going got tough, he got going. Yeah, yeah. When he when he, when he saw that uh, that uh, there maybe have been some squirrely things going on with his players in Florida, and that the cupboard was bare, and they were going to lose for a few years. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh my heart. The Red Fox. Oh God. Oh, Elizabeth is the big one. And, and now Curious in Ohio State with similar circumstances befalling him, uh-huh. and the Buckeyes not really set to make any kind of you know championship runs in the next couple of years. It's tapping out. Tapping you know what, guys? Out. I, Urban Meyer is the those two jerks of college football coaches. <laughs> <laughs> well, now would be a good time then to announce that we are going to teach a uh, a comedy and entrepreneurship course <laughs> well, at I'm Strayer like, University. Wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be like comedy and financial independence? <laughs> entrepreneurship? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, at, it, at Strayer University. They were the only ones that would hire us. Is it necessary for like a... A college football coach to teach. I mean, this no, is in no, high school. No. Okay, this, is, this like, is him trying to save face in the university, pretending that he matters. Okay, yeah, I, I think it's an like, excuse for the like it's not like him. Like, paying. oh, I'm going to oh, yeah. teach well, driver's re- ed or whatever. Really, <laughs> re- it's very much like that. But what what this really is more than anything is the university now gets to say to any potential football player, "Hey, you know, Urban Meyer is still a teacher here. He's right down the hall. He's right down the hall. He can give you some knowledge. He's he's more than happy to sit down with you." It's a way for them to continue to have him on the football payroll and not be on the football payroll. Right. Mm. And to that I say, fuck you. No, <laughs> I would actually say, well done. I mean, <laughs> everybody wants a job where they don't actually have to do anything and just True. collect a paycheck. He's teaching like, yeah. the class by himself. He's co-teaching. He's co-teaching. He to show up once in a while. I just want to like have the TAs do I want everything him, I want else. I want him to lead detention and he only has to point with two fingers. He's like, you mess with the Buckeye, you get the horns. Oh, God. 
He does bear a striking resemblance to the principal in that movie. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well done, sir. I never noticed that before. I'm here to help. All right. Um, let's uh, let's move on then to the geek stuff, nerd stuff. Because oh, we got the geekiest, the, we, oh. the geekiest of geeky nerd. Oh, things. I can't wait. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Uh, so we saw Aquaman yeah. uh, right before we recorded this. Actually, earlier this evening, the three of us saw Aquaman in IMAX. In, in, in the, the quasi max, quasi max. I think that's the best. The sound was loud. Uh, you guys, you guys were way into it though. You got your, you got your special Aquaman drinks. They were oh, special, yeah. they like special the edition Poseidon's Aquaman. Poseidon's Fury, Poseidon's oh, Fury, and the, they, they, they was it after like, the defunct attraction at Islands of Adventure. Yeah. You know that got me thinking too. Like I'm watching the Lost Continent. They just closed the Lost Continent at Universal. Yeah, Who owns the WB? Or what does WB own? They own Universal, no, right? No, oh, no, no, that's NBC. No, NBC. Yeah. Oh, my NBC mistake. I was going to yeah. say, what a great idea that you can have Islands of Adventure Marvel, and then you'd have like the Lost Aquaman Con- World. Aquaman World, yeah, okay, baby. Good. Yeah, no, the DC characters are currently licensed to Six Flags. So yeah, yeah. Lots of lots of shitty rides based on these yeah, characters. Like, Six Flags. Yeah. I've ridden the Batman like, roller coaster. What about the Superman one? We were supposed to like maintain weightlessness. Oh, that one. Um, yeah. I have not been on that one's out in California. There were a couple different Superman ones. You know, that's crazy. Actually, I've, no, I've been on the one in Atlanta. There's like the Joker. It's a flying coaster yeah, where you're on your yeah. belly. Um, it's really cool. Actually, yeah. you feel like you're flying. But there's one in California, the first Superman, the one that goes one, straight into the air, straight yeah, up that's 90 the, yeah. miles an hour. Yeah, and you actually get weightless. Yeah. I just figured if ever there was an opportunity for you to jump on a Superman, it would it would definitely happen. How long mm. have you been waiting to yeah. try and get that one in? Somewhere? It's been about 35 seconds now. <laughs> <laughs> an eternity, an eternity for an android. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so we saw Aquaman in Quasimax. In Quasimax, and um, what, Chris, what did you think of Aquaman? I, I liked it a lot. I we kind of discussed it beforehand, but it was it, or before the podcast, not the movie. But it was almost like a a role reversal from DC and Marvel, where they definitely just they're like, you know what? People want fun. People want one liners. People want explosions and shiny lights, and and and. You know, attractive people. We're gonna give it to them, <laughs> and it fucking delivered. And it did, yeah. It's like funny it, what it's happens when you don't let Zack Snyder touch your movies. Yeah, like very little slow mo too. Yeah. Very few. Quite no, no sepia. Noticeable slow mo though. <laughs> there was noticeable slow. Um, well, Chris, oh, Chris is right. Complete, no, yeah. no, 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 no sepia. sepia. Yeah. yeah, sepia. Sorry. What 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 would you grade? We'll start here. What did you grade the movie at, Chris? A A B C D F. Um, a good solid B, leaning towards B plus. Okay. I mean, it, it it's it wasn't a popcorn summer blockbuster, but it was a I guess a winter blockbuster. Super I mean, it, long. it was yeah, was it, it, was, really? it was very yeah, long, dude. The movie, the showtime was seven o'clock. Even if you're generously accounting for thirty minutes of promos, we didn't get out of there until quarter to ten. Man, I, I did, it, you know it didn't feel that. Two it, it, no, it, it, there were there were parts in the that middle, really, yeah, sort of it really like, you're right. Once it got into the third act, you didn't really notice. The I mean, so the biggest thing to me, and um, to start with, I would have graded this at like a C plus B minus. It was not bad by any stretch of the it imagination. It wasn't Batman versus Superman. No, it wasn't Batman versus Superman. It wasn't Justice League. This is easily the second best DCEU yeah, movie. Very, very okay. Period. So you think it's better than Man of Steel? Yes. Okay. Oh yes. Um, I think the the hierarchy is Wonder Woman, yes, Aquaman, uh, Aquaman and then Steel. And, and and Man of Steel is I guess a solid C. Mm-hmm. Um, I would never give Man of Steel a C plus, but I would never and but I'd never give it a C minus. Mm-hmm. And then the dregs, um, yeah. But uh, no, I I I. 
So here's the thing. I don't know if I liked this movie, but I do know it wasn't a bad movie. And that's fine. I, 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 there, was, there was at least five or six separate moments where I couldn't stop myself in the middle of a crowded theater with, but throwing my hands in the air and saying, hey, what the, <laughs> fuck, was, what the <laughs> fuck was that? But then I had to just put my hand back down because one, I'm in a theater. No one gives a shit what I have to say. True. And two, just go for the fucking ride. Just sit yeah, there right. and enjoy the colors and the pretty people. And oh my god, Jason Momoa is fucking gorgeous. Yeah, they weren't trying to make film. No, that you know. But they weren't even trying to make coherent story either. Well, I, I mean, it wasn't. The story was reasonably coherent. What I, what the problem <laughs> Dude, I had. How was, did Mira get her suit on that fucking boat? So there were some oh, editing yeah. mistakes. <laughs> Think about that one. Yeah, well, how did, that was how like, did Aquaman's armor appear on him magically? It, it, no, no, it will. It fell off. It, 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 it came off the. Statue. Yeah, yeah. But like the parts it, that didn't. Does he really want to wear that? It's, it's, my, yeah, it's been down it, there for like, eons. Well, literally, no, not eons. Thousands. Thousand. Apparently, a thousand years, <laughs> according to. So I didn't get the timeline quite straight. So the giant, the giant Mary Poppins monster. <laughs> says to, and you'll understand what I mean if you go see the movie. And, and, and and Atlantis, 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 Atlantis only sank that. like 300 years ago, right? But they evolved also? Atlantis is, nobody remembers it, so that means it's been gone for a long, long time. Okay. And But it, the technology is not, you know, it's way advanced. It's very Star Wars it's, in that it's, regard. It's a long, long time ago, but still somehow in the future. It's only been guarded for a thousand years? According to the monster? What is longer? A thousand years or eons? An eon is a thousand years. Thousand years. She says she has an eon in eons. In eons. Right, but, but she says she's only been guarding the trident for, for a thousand, thousand years. years. She literally says that number a thousand years. Now, do we know if this movie is takes place in in that time period? Would Wonder Woman have known the uh, the Atlantean? Like the actual an yeah, eon like, is, is an indefinite <laughs> period of time. However. In astronomy, it is a billion years. Oh, oh. Yeah. time immemorial. So yeah, there there's a lot of <laughs> inconsistency. I, mean, yeah. I wouldn't even say that I'm being nitpicky and saying that there's a lot that they kind of screwed up here. But there's plenty of good. There's, Tom, there's there's a lot to like in this movie. So what's your grade? Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna yeah. just give it a solid C, right in the middle. Hmm. Okay. Um, there's a lot to like in here. Every time I could feel myself starting to give myself over to the movie and be like, I really like this, something stupid would happen <laughs> to take me out of it, though. So, like, yeah. like in the beginning of the movie, he has there's the rescue on the Russian submarine, right? And Aquaman bursts in, starts doing some cool shit. Yeah. And then he stands up and looks at the camera, and there's this... Yeah, they, like do, this they, 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 yeah. they do it three times, and then never there's again. There's a lot of... Never again. Uh, yeah. The, the, score, the soundtrack the sound, was really, oh, the soundtrack really unfortunate. So bad. So there inconsistent. Are parts where the score is really good yeah. and fits. And then there are other parts where they just bust out a pop song. And, and then here comes reason. Mr. Worldwide doing a cover yeah. of uh, yeah. Toto's yeah. Rains right. Down in Africa. Yeah, all of a sudden, and then, we're going to fly to Africa and well, let's hear Pitbull in five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> you and can, then there's that inexplicable fucking song over the credits that makes no sense. What's, what's crazy about it is you can feel the audience turn on the movie as soon as Pitbull starts. Like the entire well, was, was, was that that song? Turn on anything. Was that Pitbull the shows up? Was that the the desert scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but, yeah, but the entire like you're watching the movie, you're like, oh, this is you know, it's it's dumb, it's silly, it's ridiculous, but I'm having a good time. And then hey, it's Mr. Worldwide, and you could just hear the entire audience go, the fuck. <laughs> 
It was because <laughs> first off, there was nothing that led up to it. There was no, no pop music prior to that. No, no, no it just you know, like it, was, it wasn't that light of a movie. Like it was, it right. wasn't a dark, everything's yeah, terrible like, movie like Batman v Superman. But it wasn't the kind of movie where you just expected. Yeah, it wasn't by any means like a bubblegum movie either, which yeah. is which that was. The, the soundtrack really stuck out to me. Because yeah, the soundtracks, like, they made terrible choices. Like, they could have done a lot more with like the sort of like ethereal aqua-y sounding mm-hmm. stuff. Absolutely. Which was very grandiose and like yeah. epic, right? Like they should have ran with that in like sort of along the lines of, you know, the Hans Zimmer type scores, mm-hmm. you know, transition it to, you know, a love theme to an action scene. But like it. it <sighs> could you imagine if Metallica had started playing during Wonder Woman? Yeah, well, I mean, it didn't make it. I mean, it would, like it would not have fit. Wonder Woman's theme is like a guitar riff. Yeah, they, but but imagine the score. But it's bit. very tribal. Yeah, right? it's you know, like, like, yeah there's yeah, drums. Yeah. It makes sense. Could you imagine if like a dove the unforgiven oh, just well, starts playing in the not, middle? It's of not unlike when you know the Beastie Boys pops up in the middle of an Abrams Star Trek movie. Maybe? It's like I mean, like they they tried to. I would give you that Abrams moment because at least the music synced up well with what was happening. Wasn't he listening? He was. She was listening. Yeah, to she, it. yeah. So, but like, this is just this is just your standard movie montage music playing yeah, over the top of it, and it's shows it's so it's not even the only time that the music is really horrifically chosen. Yeah, there are pl- the the credit scene. There's a few times just yeah. during the movie, and it just the, takes you right out. It, of it. crushes the yeah, movie. Like, it absolutely yeah. kills it. So that was something that was a big negative for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the performance of the actor they cast as Black Manta. So <laughs> he's in a different movie than everybody else. He's he's going way big. I mean yeah, I love I love Hamlet. And apparently <laughs> he loves Hamlet too. The guy who played his dad too way big. Oh, like, man. So it's like hereditary yeah. in the overact, I yeah. guess. King of I mean, do they, man, uh, so the were they sold like how how much of Aquaman was reshot? Like in terms of like not like not a Justice a, League style type of thing. It wasn't monitored no. so closely. Okay. So, and I mean, obviously, every big budget movie, like I always say, had reshoots. So it had reshoots. But, but it wasn't like a Joss Whedon style. No, no, okay. No, no, no. All right. What, what I want to know is did they not find a stuntman who could deliver lines better? Yeah. I, I didn't mean, know that the guy who played Black Manta was a stuntman. I think he's an actor. <laughs> no, he's a stuntman. Well, I mean, as of this movie. I mean, like, it doesn't take. <laughs> like, he. I get what you're saying. I. <sighs> I just want the guy who killed my dad. Like you got to you you could keep your money just give me the guy who killed my dad. Like oh, he so many killed my dad. Damn you father, damn so, you to hell. Okay, so this guy was in an episode of Handmaid's Tale. Oh. He was in The Greatest Showman. Oh. He was in uh Bay, the Baywatch movie. No. Well, their explains is really awesome. Yeah, been on a TV show, a Netflix show called The Get Down. He was in several oh, yeah, episodes yeah, of that. It's a good show. And uh, he's going to appear on the new Watchmen show on HBO. So maybe he just didn't get this particular character. I mean, in fairness, he wasn't given a lot to work with. I mean, he's Black Manta. Like, how much? How deep is Black Manta? Right. I don't know. I'm not like like John's cool. made him. John's much. made him. John's made the whole thing about you know you killed my father. Yeah, like you so know, he's he's sort of like the weight he bears. I guess like, like an evil Diego yeah. Montoya, I suppose. Mm-hmm. You know, you you killed my father, prepared to die, kind of thing. But the the way he delivers his lines, he's so he's in the moment. Yeah. And, like and, he's and he's got to play like off of Jason acting, Momoa, who couldn't care he's less. So understated. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just he's playing Jason Momoa, right? Like that's oh, yeah. yeah, like yeah. that's just he's not 
Aquaman. Um, he wasn't even Wolverine. Did right? that, yeah, I was going to say, did, you're right. He wasn't Wolverine. I was happy about that. But did Jason Momoa being like way too cool call Drago eventually like drag on your nerves a little bit? I've never seen Game of Thrones. No, so nor have I. So it is not. To me, as far as I'm concerned, he's Aquaman. It did get on my nerves where it was like, yeah, he's like too, he's like too cool, too nonchalant, too. There's like, and then they made him too dumb. In yeah. Parts, and then yeah. in other parts, he's like super smart. It's like one minute he's talking about peeing on the ancient machine, and the next minute he knows all the fucking ancient statues in Sicily. Yeah. That and have the, no I, labels that's, on and that's the thing is like, I wish they would have for what was supposed to have been an origin movie, mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of origin. Yeah. Um, Just like the first few minutes. They, and, that was pretty, and, and then like a, a, a little bit of training. Can, flashback, right? can I like, ask a very mm, question here? Okay. What is his ethnicity in the movie? Um, well, well Jan- whatever Django is, right? Yeah, Tamir Morrison, who played Django Fett in the Star Wars movie, right. plays Aquaman's is dad. Is he Polynesian? He is from New Zealand. He's no, okay. okay, so he is. He is. Okay. Yeah, so... And Momoa... Why would he know about Jason Italy? Momoa is from Hawaii. Yeah, because well, his, his dad his wanted... Taught him about history. Like, just history. General, history? general history? General history. Look, Scipio is a very famous general, and Romulus is... Well, I know Romulus, yeah, yeah, but that's because, you so know, Star Trek. Yeah, it's not called Reem, right? The, the things that he mentions are not like obscure history or like only Italians would know. By the way, still really great that that statue happened. <laughs> not only yeah, happened, it just happened it to wear down, wear down that so that you can look spot. through, you can, and, and yeah. that you can jump up and look through the eye. Well, right, first off, like, right. and the message, <laughs> the message that was recorded a thousand years ago referenced yeah. what the statue would look like a thousand, a thousand years, years from, from now. now. Yeah. I, Good luck. I've been to Sicily, and actually, the the little area where the fountain is, mm-hmm. like I've I've literally been there. Oh, that's cool. Oh, wow. and oh, yeah, really so cool. like I, it was all very familiar, and and having also been to the ruins where that mm-hmm. that is supposed to be, the statues aren't there, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> those. Like I don't know, you call them docents or whatever the, the yeah the people, people who help yeah, you who out. Like, docents yeah who, who docents. like kind of like oversee yeah. sure. historical stuff. They don't let you touch. touch yeah. <laughs> no, also they're not letting you put bottles on the hands and really let alone climb on them when you're a gigantic <laughs> two hundred fifty pound real guy. Quick, let's count the movies because now that I'm thinking about it, the bottle Goonies. All right, that was that Sorta. was Goonies. That okay. was Goonies. Sure. Um, there was a actual light vehicle chase, so Tron. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, um, d- done in Phantom the style of yeah. When he gets in the, in the freaking swimming ship with Mara shows up in Atlantis the first time, I'm like, Misa like Atlantis because yeah. it was very like super. I mean, also Black Panther uh-huh. and Fast and the Furious. Fast and the, and the Furious, I mean, like James no, Wan. When, when they mm-hmm. fell out of the plane, because that's in the uh-huh. preview. That's not a spoiler. Yeah. Um, and they hit the sand. Were you the like? Follow me on this. Were you expecting like Mira to go? Ah, oh, what is this? And he goes, "Oh, it's sand." And she go, and then her to say, "I hate sand." <laughs> what? I was. She, she's what is that from? That's from, it's from, from it's, Attack it's, of the Clones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when you Anakin, I hate sand. It gets everywhere. <laughs> I thought she was gonna say that. If I she had said that, if she had said that, I would have actually done a backflip. Like just. I, <laughs> I was waiting for that too. That's that's really funny that you, you thought that. <laughs> so. That's that's four. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see, what else can we? There's King Arthur, any King, King Arthur. Well, movie. But, that, but that goes into that, that Arthur and yeah. lore to begin with. Yeah. I mean, like the the Thor movie itself. Like I don't remember not being super familiar with Aquaman itself, but like the idea of worthiness. Oh yeah. And like being able to pick up this some sort of. That's that's a, that was yeah, from a John. That's actually is that a that's a John's thing. Um, a couple of those scenes, like the trench scene, and then him getting the um, spear. 
that, those are those are taken almost oh, really, verbatim okay, from the comic. Okay. But that's John's, you know, yeah. for better or for worse, and God knows it's been for worse more more often than not. He will give the fans of the the source material what they're looking for. Right. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, we were drinking Yinglings. Um, I've had one, so I'm completely drunk. Um, that said, um, did you like this, Tom? I would say I liked it. I didn't like it as much as I liked Wonder Woman. I don't even know if I... I didn't feel as good about it at the end as I did about Man of Steel, even. Mm. Um, you know, I had the warm fuzzies when Man of Steel was over until I went home and thought about it for more than five minutes. Um, but this one, I was just kind of like, well, okay. Okay, this was the thing. What? I would I would see more. I like Jason Momoa in the part. Absolutely. Um, I thought the cast was good mm-hmm. overall. I, I agree. I didn't, except for the guy who played Black Manta. Otherwise... Um, I had problems. There was so much like exposition dumps. Yeah. In the dialogue, it was just like, blah, 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 blah. like yeah, you know, they yada yada through so much stuff. Oh my god! But it, like, there were so many times where a character just is like, "I'm going to explain everything yeah. right now, so we can get to the well, next." Well, th- okay. So like, let me speak on behalf of. I'll be the the other side for a minute. Like, we're all very familiar with like Greek and Roman lore, right? Sure. Like, it's sure. a part of like. Most Just people that, know about yeah, yeah, like absolutely. we were taught it through yeah. in school. You know, they, they required a little bit of exposition in Thor because we're not super familiar with like Nordic shit. Right. Sure. And I'm not anti exposition in general. There are more artful ways to do it. When they did it in Thor, it wasn't as noticeable. Like there were times for me in Aquaman where it was like Mira's going on for like a half a <laughs> half a script page, which is thirty seconds, about the, the why Orm is going to become the ocean master. And this and that no, Orm, Orm, Orm says it. Well, Orm does it too. Yeah, yeah. She, they do it twice. They have to explain it. To ocean you. master. I mean, like, and then, and that was the other thing. Some wait, sort of oh suicide squad. Call me Manta. Call, call me ocean, ocean master. And in the very end, I, I am, am Aquaman. Aquaman. Like really, Big flashy. Like we need to do, we need to do '90s superhero movie tropes now. Listen, like, man, that would have worked in you know the Sam Raimi Spider Man, which DC, it exists in at the very end. DC needed to really, and DC's never done that. Before. They needed to really get back to Iron Man one, like. But this wasn't even that. I know, I know. But think about it this way: they. They had so screwed the pooch so hard that they're just like, you know what? Fuck it. We're just gonna give you every trope that you want. Like mm-hmm. this is this is for that people. Oh, I'm sorry. Was. Like literally. Yeah, every yeah, yeah. Trope. Every trope. Yeah, every one of them. Yeah. Okay, like so superhero movies in general. But here, this is for you. Let me throw this out there though. That he, we we all spoke about how it's the hero's journey. Sure. I mean, the sure. There's only so many stories. Where, where was his downfall? Like you always fall the hardest before you get back up. That was the thing. They kind of robbed us of that. I was it like, was, was, yeah, when was, he fights Orm the first time, I'm like, oh, he's gonna lose. That's yeah. how this but he goes. didn't he even lose. like he, he wasn't even really defeated. He gets I mean, kidnapped. Uh, spoilers. Mm. Like he but gets I mean, kidnapped out of it. Instead. But even then, so like he wouldn't have necessarily mean, lost. Then he he wasn't. It wasn't looking good for. It him. wasn't looking good. Yeah. But um, like, the biggest, but he wasn't rock so bottom. Like no, I, I, I'm if expecting. You, like, if you read, right, there should you have been take my trident. I'm not Aquaman. There wasn't know? that. Yeah, there was never the that closest thing. we get to it. So there's this. There's this one really old trope in this book called Story, which I believe you uh, read. Robert McKee's story. Yeah. yeah. 
where the hero... Every screenwriter in Hollywood's read that book. The hero of the story will find himself in an enclosed room or space, and they will mm-hmm. find their way out of that space, and that's how they have succeeded. Yeah. The closest we get to that is towards the very end, almost the, the, the start of the third act. Yeah, the, which is where the, it the, usually is, called the Dark Night of the Soul. That's right. the name of that moment. Yeah. And what we get is he accepts who he is yes. by getting... Love a Lovecraftian horror monster <laughs> to side with him. No, I'm not kidding. By singing Spoonful of Sugar. He truly got a gigantic, an, an epically large Lovecraftian horror monster, which is very briefly spoilered or alluded to, depending yeah. on how you look at it, at the very start of the movie. So keep your eyes open. Yeah. Although, if you saw it on a regular size movie screen, I don't think you'd even notice. <laughs> like, if we, we saw it yeah. in IMAX, so it's yeah. easy to read. We saw it in quasi-max. Um, it was big enough. Right. So that that leads me to my final thought uh. on Aquaman. The fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> there, what does that mean? I'm just, you know what? I don't even need to explain it. If I look you dead in the eye, we just watched Aquaman, yeah. and I say the words, the fuck was that? Does that resonate in your head? Are you talking about the monster? I'm j- how many times can you watch that movie and say, the fuck was that? Well, a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of things. Like, what? Like the cra- the talking crab man? The talking crab man. It just shows up. Yeah, like he's a, part of the brine. Well, well, yeah, we like, about before they have to the call the They are the brine. I know. I that's mean, that's them in the comics. But like, oh, they're, they're really brine. That's the brine. Like, literally brine. That, all the seven, oh, that's all the I comics. I know the We finally got the explanation for that Unite the Seven poster. Zack Snyder <laughs> tweeted out two years ago. You're goddamn right. That three years That really is what it was. That's what it was. It really is what it, it was. Nothing to do with Justice League. It was everything to do with Aquaman and the Seven Seas, which we haven't been written yet. There was a five, right? Like there was well the the, 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 desert. the dry place where they went to get the no, trident that's was a dead the kingdom. deserted kingdom. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. It's there a dead was kingdom. the brine. Ooh. There the, was the, the brine, the deserted kingdom. There was the, the trench. trench. That's the, three. The fisher. Atlantis is four. The fisherman's five. five. Um, Dolph Lundgren's kingdom. I don't remember the name of it. Which that's like six. how different is he than Atlantis? Clearly not much. I mean, they're like Necro. Oh, that, they're yeah, that's, uh, right? that's Mira's kingdom. Yeah, Mira's kingdom. Yeah. That's six. They're, they're like the magic. That was Dolph Lundgren? I couldn't, was Dolph play, I couldn't place him the whole time. Really? I was really? the whole time. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Because he wasn't Which speaking was in a Russian accent. Because he's like, he's like rooting the Ocean Master on us. He's, it's like He-Man is rooting for Ocean Master to like become Skeletor. Yeah. And the Masters of the Universe. Terrible mask. Um, um, yeah, it was. We got we to gotta mention this. this I is, don't remember what the Seventh Kingdom was. Is it land? No, no, no. Oh, there was there, there was, was one of the kings. There were seven. One of them is supposed to be. Two of them they said were dead. Yeah, I don't remember. Is that. it the lost? Is it no? The, 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 maybe the lost. The lost one no. was. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Hey, we're hey, not hey. spoiling anything. This is all fucking terrible. But anyway, <laughs> you started hating that, uh, that alcohol. I'm that, not hating the Yingling is, again, is. I don't know if I liked the movie. You just know it wasn't. Bad. I just know it okay, wasn't so a bad movie. Like there are plenty of movies out there, and I've admitted this as I've gotten older, that are fine movies, but I don't like them. It's fine. Sure. It's fine. It's, to me, it's like it's like Indian food. Yeah, it's I know it's. I know, but it's you, good. You I don't like it. You didn't yeah. know me in my early twenties, where I was like, I would go on fucking. This is good or this is bad. Yeah, and there was tirades yeah. and endless tirades. As I've old, as I've gotten older, I've softened on my stances on that. Just because I don't like something doesn't mean it's not good. Yeah, right. You mean you become a reasonable adult? Yeah. <laughs> Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Potato, but fuck yourself. You know, whatever you want. <laughs> um, but I know this was a good movie, or at least a fun one. Enjoyable. I, yeah. enjoyable. enjoyable. I just don't know if I liked it. Yeah. And I, I 
I loved the beginning with, you know, baby Aquaman. But even with baby Aquaman, like controlling the, they had to do the the big drawn out opens his eyes. Yeah, up. And yeah, just, yeah. Like, like every time you start to get into the movie, it just that's why you I take mean. a just you take your you. fist, you take your fist, you put it away in the ear, you punch yourself it's right like, in the sack. It's like when you meet a new person and they're like, they seem to be really cool, and then they do that one thing that's like. That's a little creepy. Like you're you're getting a little too familiar right away. Like I think you're cool. I might want to hang out with you again. But yeah, you just did this thing. Now you're too familiar. And now I don't know if I want to talk to you now. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like Chris was telling me, he's probably gonna buy the DVD for this movie. I don't know if I ever want to see this movie again. But again, I don't know if that means that it's a bad movie. And I don't think it does. I don't think it does either. It's and it's probably gonna sell a shitload. It's oh, gonna, it's, it it's was gonna good. Make a lot of money. Yeah. It's gonna make a lot of money. Um, and it, and it. It's well deserved. It should make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's yeah. like th- this. If this is the start of DC's new direction, this is a start. You mean the and reboot, if you will? Down the road, <laughs> we don't have to go through any more seals. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> the trailer for Shazam. Yep, the same trailer, but on the big screen this time. Mm-hmm. And I heard Rick very loudly turn over to Chris and say, "That looks like a good movie." Yeah. yeah. Uh, was, I've, 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 the Shazam trailer, the movie looks really good. I still don't like the casting, but that doesn't mean the movie won't be good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny because like we we've always talked about how Marvel does everything so great, and at this literally snapshot of time, mm-hmm. the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the DC Cinematic Universe have almost uh, both done a hundred and eighty degrees. Yeah, turn, yeah, but which is crazy. Like it, it's, it's crazy, but it's also we've evolved with Marvel. We've gotten sure. older this with is Marvel. Turned by Marvel. Right. Like the story has gone to this point, and we know it will go back the other way again. Yeah, DC yeah, it was dark for dark's sake, and now they're going to light as a commercial course correction, not necessarily a story reason. And so uh, but I think I mean different. It, 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 also, yeah. there's one. Here's one problem with what DC did now. So in the Marvel movies after Avengers one, we had Cap two or Cap three. Cap two. Cap two. And then we had Iron Man 3. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people, including myself, were like, where the hell were the Avengers? Like, Tony's been kidnapped by the yeah. Mandarin, and mm-hmm. nobody seems to care. But that happened after we saw the first Avengers. Right, right, yeah. With all of the movies in the DCEU going forward, where the fuck's the Justice League? Right. Where is Superman? Why is Superman not concerned about a giant Lovecraftian horror that's in the middle of the Atlantic? It, it it's pierced a fair point. It pierced out of the, it like this all begins by the way with a giant tidal wave, a deadly a, tsunami, a deadly tsunami that is felt literally all over the earth, dumping well, dump the whole East every Coast, the whole no no they, they make sure to reference the entire oh, like really? France the and whole yeah, world like, it was it was and bad all the trash that has been bubbling and up every all warship and we're super bad. Wait, Where's Wonder Woman? She really cares about people. She's gone out of her way, especially right. in fucking Italy. <laughs> well, she lives in France. This is true. She can get to it. <laughs> Real quick, there is one one thing I would feel terrible about not mentioning in the movie, and then we can move on. There is a really badass fight sequence that happens in this little town in Italy. Uh-huh. Oh, um, and awesome. it's mostly on the rooftops yeah. and then in a, uh, an area that Chris was talking about at that fountain. In Sicily, yeah. Yeah, in Sicily. Thank you. It was really good. And yeah. it really, for it me, was, yeah. it really showed the issue that these movies have never really touched on except for very it showed what happens to regular people when these big monstrous superheroes get into a goddamn brawl in the middle of their tiny ass little hamlet destroys everything it's it's funny (laughs) because i think that's a lesson they learned the hard way after man of steel there was so much backlash 
about the collateral damage in Man of Steel and how no attention was paid to it. And so Zack Snyder very ham-fistedly reacts to yeah. that by making Batman vs. Superman all about that, literally. Yeah. Thankfully, um, all of downtown Gotham right, had cleared right. out. And well, Batman's whole motivation in yeah. Batman vs. Superman yeah. is, what oh if he God, killed people. so many people? Yeah. But in this one, they finally figured out a way to, James Wan figured out a way to balance it. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're going we're gonna to address this. <laughs> Except there's one problem. <laughs> what? The old Italian grandmother? No, that was impressed by anything. That was, yeah. that was great. No, I'm Which was better than the Russian family. <laughs> <laughs> the, the poor Russian family. Yeah, no, the poor schmuck who gets pinned by the random oh, <laughs> giant beam. Oh my god, the giant stone column that collapses on this poor little girl's father, and his legs, his lower half's trapped under it. So Aquaman comes, lifts the thing up off him, and the guy just hops gets away. Gets up like nothing happened. I didn't have a thousand-year-old piece of stone on my legs. Yeah, there was for who knows how long. He won't be climbing on some giant Aquaman statue, spray painting. <laughs> oh <stuff>. no, god. <laughs> um. <laughs> He's not gonna be climbing anything. Yeah, I imagine yeah. just as he got off frame, he just, fell down. He was so. It was, Aquaman comes over, he lifts it, it's very heroic, and his wife comes and drags him out from. And the guy picks gets up and just sort of takes his pants off. Time to go. Hey, well, thanks, it's buddy. Like, it's like when you rescue somebody in a video game, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they vanish. Like he just rescued my hostage. He just runs away and vanishes <laughs> off frame. Yeah, that was an incredibly. I mean, it was. Everything you enjoy about like a Jason Bourne chase scene yeah, was yeah. that yeah. to the max. Like yeah, it, it was, was really, it was really well done. A lot of the fight scenes in this are really well are done. Are super well shot. Some of two the effects are not very well done. To, to Tom's point, this is another one of those moments where you're like, yeah, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, right. <laughs> it takes you right out of it. Like it was like that a lot. It was like, oh, this movie's finally winning me over. Oh man, really? They had to do that. The okay, Black Manta, as like, <laughs> yeah. I mean. Aside from the the minor plot piece that he played in there, mm-hmm. right, and and future plot pieces, what, <laughs> did he really belong in the movie? I I thought he was no. perfectly and fine sub character. He I don't think he needed as much exposition. There was I read an article about that actually because people have been asking about. I'm it. like, did and he? James Wan basically said, if I made an Aquaman movie and didn't put Black Manta in it, a lot of the fans were going to be that, upset. Okay, fair enough. Because I mean, like yeah. we all view him as the true right. Like, He's the most arch like, enemy, known enemy. He was Aquaman. in the Legion of Doom, and like exactly. I, I get that. Like, you know, on the old super. Yeah, there, there was no He's the one Ocean guy. Master. So he's like, I had to put Black Manta in this movie. And they gave him a small plot because obviously, based on the post credit scene, they're setting him up as the big villain for Aquaman 2. Which, I mean, like, how much can that bit of revenge... Revenge? Can well, it really make for another give, movie? I think well, they're going to whole, give him I mean, a he's movie. He's not going to be the only guy yeah, in the next movie. I'm and sure. we, we know that you know the Professor Shin is going to be a big part of it. And, Honestly, man, I don't care. Like, I wanna. I, I, they they wrapped it. They they hit the wrap this up box in that movie, and it was it was a very well done wrapping it up. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it sets up future stories because now you have Arthur, who didn't want to be king. Spoiler, kind king. of embracing it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so kind of. There's all of that. Like, will they will they announce to the world that Wakanda is a real country and yeah. that they will be helping people with their technology? <laughs> yeah. Their water technology. Question. Why the did the ships why did the ships have to be flooded with water inside the cockpit? <laughs> I wondered the same thing. It was like the regular regular submarines don't have water inside of them. I guess because they breathe they water. They have to breathe water. Yeah, but, yeah. but then what's the point of having a structure? 
Yeah, you know, right. Just to, just to avoid, like, just like, strap on a damn engine. Avoid <laughs> friction. I don't know. Like, is it for is it for longer journeys? I guess because it looks cool. I was I was actually wondering that myself. Like, because from what I've gathered, he <laughs> the Atlanteans don't. I mean, like, fly for lack of a better term. Yeah, they don't just they don't, shoot through the water. They don't kick their legs. They fly in the sense that like Superman flies there. Right. So yeah, they, they the effect is the same. They just underwater. The water Some sort wood. of propulsion, yeah. right? Yeah. Like. At one point, they like, I, I know it was for comedic effect. I get it. Like the whole Mara boat scene. Yeah. With, you know, like, did they need the boat? Well, that's the best thing about the boat is her boat has like a frame that come that like what we would consider a window. Oh, no, no. Chris is talking about, about when like she when, steals the fishing when boat. When she steals the fishing boat. Oh, Actually, right, right, right. I'm like, I'm like, well, she needed that because he was, he was unconscious at the time. Oh, and they needed to. And she, I don't think she's like super strong like he is. Yeah. I, I thought all Atlanteans were super strong. I thought maybe they were I mean, too, she's but pretty I strong, not. but I think the boat was also we needed to get to the trench. So Okay, yeah, fair enough. I mean, like, <laughs> and it looks it looks scary as fuck to have like the, the monsters. The water on the boat right. attacking. Yeah, yeah. The Zerg. 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 Yeah, that's what they are. They're Zerg. It's, it's for there for that reason. I mean, there was, I, I, there was some StarCraft in that movie. Oh, there, there was, was lots of Lovecraft, StarCraft. Yeah. Ant-Man and Wasp. Spoiler. <laughs> well, yeah. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, and enjoyable all kinds And enjoyable, though. Yeah, enjoyable. Was, yeah, that's... I mean, we got, I we, think. we got alcoholic drinks out of it, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm really happy. I'm really happy I had that alcoholic drink. Yeah. All right, Tom. I, I think we've... Frattered on I enough. I think so. The final of those two jerks' verdict on Aquaman, though, is worth seeing. Okay. I would, I, yeah, I, yeah. Did, I think, I think worth like, seeing. still on board for wherever DC heads yeah. next, right? Like, um, yeah, yeah, turn you off of going to see Shazam, right? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No. I uh, Wonder Woman 84, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, uh, the best way I can describe it is at the end, some people applauded. I did not, but I did give it a hey, you thumbs know what up. It was really cool, though. There was, to my right, there was a family, mm-hmm. parents and a young girl. She was probably early elementary school age. Mm. Older than our kids, but, you know, not super old. Like nine. Yeah, not even that old. Not even that right. She's like yeah, okay. six or seven. Yeah. Um, she got scared by yeah. some of the sea monsters. Dude, and, like, those. Was, like, huddled with her mom. At one point, I think her mom had to take her out of the office. The trenchers are fucking dead. Yeah, they, are, well, they look like terrifying. the con. They look like they do in the con. Yeah, they're but, like near the end during the final battle she was starting to cheer and like hug her mom when mm-hmm. Arthur was doing cool shit and like when he finally like wins or whatever she was like yeah yeah like she the girl got into it it mm-hmm. won her over and the DC movies haven't been able to do that yet. no because no. they're terrible they haven't been able to win over <laughs> little kids that's what they need to do one one last thing I uh, I got really pissed off because I can see Amber Heard's uh, uh, hairline no, and I was looking right at it the whole time, and the, the you could see her skeleton. The fake, yeah, because really? it was dyed super dude, red. Yeah. Dude, her eyebrows are a completely different color. I didn't than care her about hair that. The I, whole I, knew, movie. I was, I was, I was willing to let that go, and uh-huh. I was willing to let Jason Momoa's brown hair that becomes blonde hair for no oh, particular yeah, reason. I was no just, reason that's fine, on. that's fine. Yeah. Son of the you. fact, the fact that I could hear, <laughs> very fast, the fact that I could, could see, see the color, the color the of her roots. scalp. Oh, and it was, it's the color of her scalp. You can't oh. like when you dye your hair. Yeah, you your scalp gets dyed at the very first couple of days. But the fact that it was shot in HD and it's a gigantic image, yeah. I couldn't not see it. I see, I didn't notice it, but I, I noticed notice. the, eye, the difference in the eyebrow. Again, like, that, that stuff, that stuff, I'm the hair like, color is so red. Well, Leland Dallas like didn't have the, the same hair she did eyebrows, so it's okay. Yeah. Fifth Ooh. Element was another movie that this yeah. thing bit off of, oh, by yeah, the way. True. Um, and Avatar. All right, that's enough. That's enough. We'll be here all night. Yeah, we would be here all night because there's so many other little things wrong. <laughs> oh my god! But I, little things. Yeah. Well, I mean, not, not enough to ruin the movie. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like we're doing them a disservice because there was a lot of moments where I wanted to fucking kill myself, but 
again, there was a lot to like. There was a lot to like. It was just it's it's editing mistakes. I think like a lot of the things that we didn't like, I think were sort of like inconsistencies. Yeah. And the soundtrack. Yeah, and the oh, sound, oh, that, that's the not an editing mistake. So just just the score was not memorable by any means. Oh, it was, but for okay. the wrong reason. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Some of the choices are so fucking out. Well, the actual like score, yeah, no, Aquaman score, not, like, like it, it, it could have been. Are any of the scores in the Marvel movies memorable? Really? No, Avengers. I can think of the Avengers theme. Captain yeah. America. Not, not really. No. But otherwise, no. No, you know? exactly. But so, like, here's but the thing: they is, don't get in the way. What's either. crazy is it's like, got in the way at points. I mean, yeah. like, what's awesome that, and one thing that that DC's always done very well is with scores, like the Hans Zimmer, even Man of Man Steel's Steel score, music is, is really incredible. Good. I yeah. mean, like, it, it really was so such a the far Wonder Woman theme is, is, yeah, is so Wonder iconic yeah. now, yeah. and, and yeah, the Batman Hans Zimmer scores for the Nolan Batman. Theme oh, absolutely, yeah. But like this one, I I don't even remember a thing about it. You know, it's because they got Danny Elfman for it. No, oh, Elvin did Gregson Williams. Who? Exactly. Who? He's been around for a long time. But That's being funny. He was trying to ape Danny Elfman, who they <laughs> did steal for Justice League. <laughs> yeah. Who actually just basically did a sample of all the other scores, <laughs> which is <laughs> weird. Kind of he phoned that one. Does in. this? Does this? Everyone all, phoned in Justice League. I was going to say, does this movie also shed light on? Continuing to point out how bad Justice League actually was. It was. Yeah. The more. I, I've tried watching seen a Wonder Woman movie by itself, and we all yeah. agreed, it was fabulous, yeah. amazing. We've yeah. now seen an Aquaman movie by himself, and we all agree, pretty good. fucking good. Really good, yeah, yeah. yeah. good, yeah. good, uh-huh. not bad. No one's saying bad. No. And then we saw Justice League. And see, I've seen Justice League again since. I've seen we it saw multiple times. I don't think it's terrible, but it, it's not as good as Aquaman. Either. It's inconsistent as fuck. Oh God! I mean that it's. That's putting him from from an inconsistent standpoint. It's the the worst out of all the oh, DC yeah. movies, no, you know. No question. Um, the, this definitely sets us up for a much better DC EU. Yes, I would like, hope so. Like moving forward, like uh, it's, and, uh, it's, and important to note, only one post credit scene. So yes. yeah, don't stay all the way. Yeah, and I mean, no, you just get you, some fucking ball bouncing around, telling you to clean up your shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, it. <laughs> you will see some really amazing names, though. Oh man, like. <laughs> what countries did they get those uh, from? I, some of those names where the last names are one letter. Yeah. Um, I know, I don't know what other countries, but I know definitely in Indonesia, a lot of the people who are native to Indonesia don't have last names. <laughs> so they may just adopt a letter. I was so, going to say, it's, it looked Bangladeshian because my dad be does a lot. Yeah. And a some lot of the names literally have more letters than are actually in the alphabet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One guy was, um, you know, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I was like, was I was like is this, are they putting this in there just to fuck with us? <laughs> like, is this more, all the way to the end more so inside? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like it's like a naked gun. It's, yeah, yeah, a naked, naked gun. gun. Yeah. 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 Like <laughs> Tom, is there anything else in the world of geek stuff that we should talk about? There's one thing we did see another tra- a new trailer for Glass. We did the third did. Unbreakable movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and how great is that? That in 2001, yeah, in 2001, we got this really amazing movie about comic book heroes, and now 20 years later, we're finally getting the trilogy that we were to, promised. Just to put that in perspective, if all of us had a child born the year Unbreakable came out, and now that we're finally wrapping up that trilogy. That child would literally be able to old enough to drink. Yeah, right. They'd no, be, they'd old be almost to drive. Yeah, the drive. To drive. Okay. Yeah, okay, they'd drive. almost be ready to go to college. Yeah, almost. Um, but it took a middle movie that no one knew was a thing, part yeah. of the unbreakable yeah. thing until the last two seconds. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so we saw a trailer for Glass, which comes out in January. I still need to see Split. Have you not seen really Split? I just haven't gotten around to okay, it. Okay, I know. Do it, yourself a favor. Yeah, I'm man. well aware. Okay. I, I have no yeah. argument. I'm not telling you that I'm not seeing it. I, I mean, honestly, it. for Jim McAvoy, I call him Jim like I Jim, know the guy. Jimmy Mackey. We call him Jimmy um, Mackey. James McAvoy's oh. performance alone yeah, is no, I, I know incredible. You were saying, Tom. Um, well, the trailer makes it look like it's, you know, Okay, we're finally going to see I mean, people unleash their powers, blah, blah, blah. They right? literally say a supervillain team up. Now, M. Night, M. Night Shyamalan, the director of these movies, who uh, for the last eh, 20 years can't get out of his own fucking way, yes. um, decides to say, eh, quote, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but there's a lot of references to the movie that it knows you think it's going to be. It's very aware of that, and it will tell you that, and then it becomes this other thing. Oh, so there's a twist. A twist. What a twist. Please be good. Just please don't suck. You've had, we, this. If he just uses the formula from Unbreakable and Split. Look, man. Success, all right? All I'm saying is I don't even care. I, I, I mean. I, I'm just happy that we're getting this trilogy. <laughs> this, you you got to understand something. Of course, you weren't there for this. This movie, the, the Unbreakable, was so important to nerds like Tom and I at the time. Because people were like, oh, it's about what, what it's like about comic books. I'm like, no, this is a superhero movie. Like, well, but Sp- it's not Spider Man or the X Men. Like, no, you don't understand. They can be more than this. Mm-hmm. They don't have to have like the, the, like the power of the storytelling. Right. Is, is, but uh, that's what made turn a lot of people off because it wasn't built like that. So right. they were like, what is this? And I mean, Alex, Ross, Alex it, Ross did the art for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, well, I think. Maybe what he means is that it's going to make the trailers make it look like it's going to finally go full superhero and it doesn't. Maybe it goes down the more psychological road that the other others have. I don't know. I don't know. I just hope it's good. I, I hope it's I, good. I think it has every possibility to be. If he just doesn't turn it into some lady in the water bullshit. <laughs> like, or the village. Yeah. I'm trying to think of one to make fun of now. Oh, too. The, the Avatar the, the Last Airbender. The no. The hell. Uh, but okay, so the happening though. I mean like oh, to no. his I'm gonna look, look what you did. Look what you did. I'm always sorry. the apologist, I'm right? Sorry, like I'm the DCEU everyone. apologist. <laughs> I liked Man of Steel. Um <laughs> The Happening was his They could put a Superman Lenny Rothenstahl movie and you would like it. Oh Chris. my god. A, re- a Lenny Raffenstahl reference hey, in this administration. It's the end. It's the end. <laughs> <laughs> who's Lenny Raffenstahl? Who's, who's, who's that? Lenny Raffenstahl was Hitler's personal filmmaker. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Man. You should watch a fine German film called... Um, um, Triumph of the Will. Thank you. Couldn't think of the full name. <laughs> Triumph, of the, Triumph of the Will. It's very poignant. <laughs> a film professor once described it to me as... It's so well made, it will make you think Nazism is a good idea. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. It's really a well done movie. That's the is it really? Is it is actually a really good movie? <laughs> it's, it's a not not good. As far as you know, it's, you know it it's accomplishes good. its goal. I, okay. I, well, I, I guess I, I, studied, I studied film, right? right? When I watched this in my German history film class, like, you e- can't help but just sort of go, eh, it's not a bad movie. God damn Equipment failure, maybe, perhaps. Uh, no, okay. we're okay. Yeah, we're everything's okay. okay. Everything's okay. It's okay. Everything's okay. How are you? <laughs> we're fine here. We're all fine here. <laughs> so okay, so Chris was apologizing for the happening. I gotta hear. This Please. Now. It, it it. Okay, so like in a sense that Kill Bill volumes one and two, like 
was was a perfect homage to every cheesy like 60s and 70s martial arts movie that Mm -hmm. I just absolutely loved. Fair. Perhaps The Happening wasn't supposed to be this terrible horror movie, but it was meant to be some sort of homage to those really cheesy 50s horror movies. I've never seen it. So it's it's know. definitely it's it's things. overacted. Uh-huh. They, there's a lot of like Mark Wahlberg could have told you that yeah. <laughs> you put him yeah. in the title. I mean, but it was the, the entire time I was watching it, which I did see in the theaters when it came out, because it was billed as like the the first rated R movie or whatever the case is. I couldn't help but think to myself, I'm like, man, if this wasn't black and white, this would be the perfect sort of like old fifties like panic sci-fi. So yeah, to that to that end to that end. Um, on Halloween this year, or thereabouts, my wife and I like watched as many horror films as we could. Including The Happening? No, we watched a lot of Poltergeist. <laughs> no. We watched all three Poltergeists. We, my dad had called randomly just to like ask us a question real quick about something. And then I said, hey, man, we're, we're doing a horror movie-a-thon. What was like the scariest movie when you were a kid? And my dad said, oh, um, uh, Attack from Mars. It's a movie from like 1952, mm-hmm. and I found it on uh, Amazon for a dollar ninety nine to oh, rent wow. it. So I immediately turned it on, and you know it's it doesn't hold up, <laughs> of course. Yeah, but if you thought of, if you really put your mind In, into the 1950s, yeah, like the the premise of the movie was these people walked out. Um, so this alien ship lands in like a cornfield, and that was my fingers. Oh. Um, Tom won't let me crack the, them on the, the mic the, anymore. This the alien the ship, jujitsu, jujitsu arthritis is starting yeah, to catch up on. Lands in, a, lands in a cornfield, and these people will like walk off a um, sidewalk and then fall into this pit. And when they fall into the pit, they are implanted with a device that turns them into alien, like Martian um, uh, mind-controlled people. Yeah. And the first people who are affected by this are a well-respected father, policeman, and like the police chief. So I'm thinking about this. In the 50s, that might have been terrifying for my old man to see because, like, there are these people that, especially in the 50s, right, the the respected members of society who you can go to in an yeah, emergency. Like don't question, they don't yeah. question. The, the people of authority. The people of authority. And they're, they're the ones who are first turned by it. So, yeah, if, if the happening was supposed to be a throwback movie to a time like we can't figure out what's happening. Oh my God, we're all going to die. No one can stop us. I think you're right. I also think that you have put so much energy into that movie that you should have the directorial credit <laughs> <Right>. for it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you thought about it a lot more than M. Night Shyamalan yeah. did. <laughs> all right, guys, it's time for the, uh, the last third segment <laughs> that we're ever going to do. Oh man. On those two jerks. So let's, Let's turn it on its head a little bit. Okay. Okay. All right. What's pissing you off this lifetime? <laughs> God. Rick, we'll start with you. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> so many ways I can go about this. And you can go whichever way you want. Um, You know, I wouldn't feel right if I didn't end without one of these rants. <laughs> I am tired of people telling me, friends of mine, people who I respect, telling me that a good way to get people to not vote for your cause is to say that if you vote for someone, you're also racist. I just can't do this anymore. Listen, guys, 
my friends who vote on the right side of most issues. I understand you're socially conservative or you're fiscally conservative, whatever the reason is. I get it. But there are literal Nazis in your party. They're, they might not get elected, but there was an actual guy in Michigan who ran unopposed as a Republican who was an actual Nazi and got like two or 4,000 votes. So I'm sorry, but what's pissing me off is you guys got some serious fucking issues in your party, and you're telling me that the way to achieve a better union is for me to not tell you these things. And that is, that's been pissing me off now for two years, maybe even longer, maybe four. I can't deal with this shit anymore without you people just listening. Mm -hmm. Just listen to what I'm saying. If I find out tomorrow that the bulk of the Democratic Party is okay with some of their members being actual white supremacists, I'm not going to vote for any more Democrats. I won't be a party to that, literally. And I don't understand why me saying these things is somehow offensive. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> As you put your hood back over your face. It's, a, it's not a white hood. No, it's a black hood. I don't know if that makes it any better. Chris, what has pissed you off this eternity? Eternity. <clears throat> well, from well, the part that you've existed. Yes. The the complete and, and just to playing off what you were saying. <laughs> don't do that. No, no, no. I'm not doing that. I... <laughs> But just it's it, they're still my friends. Yeah, they're still I still care about them greatly, and 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 I want them to do well in life and everything. But the complete and lack, uh, uh, lacking of of just taking accountability for your actions and and uh, behaving with the expectation that you're an adult in a workplace, mm. um, it's it's frustrating and and. In a managerial position that I am now, mm -hmm. it's 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 hard, oftentimes, especially when you work with friends, to try to discipline them. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. because you always want, or uh, me rather, I always want to try to give people the benefit of the doubt first. I mean, you liked Man of Steel that that much, yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and and despite countless tries, countless being the example, you know, be the example you want others to follow. Yeah. Sometimes it just doesn't get through, mm -hmm. and when you finally just let it fester and you blow up, you're called out on it for, you know, why did you let it get to this point, and blah, blah, blah. Well, it wasn't me who let it get to that point. I mean, I guess by I'm not taking personal responsibility for just doing my duty, but, like, the fact that I had faith in you, that you were an adult, and you could do things like show up on time, <laughs> and just simple things like that, right? Like, I... I, I it's just so frustrating that, and this applies to everything beyond yeah, just the workplace. No, yeah, it's yeah. just, you know, it, it's, I'm getting tired of it because I always try to do my best when it comes to things. And it's like, I would expect no less of you. So that it's, if everybody just took a little bit more responsibility for what they're supposed to do. <laughs> You'd be less pissed off? I, I, I think the world would be a little <laughs> less pissed off. <laughs> you know, if we all just, just did our part. But Tom. Yeah. In our... 30 aught years. No, that would be, that would make it 30, right? We, 30 we're, odd. We're, we're, get, we're getting close to 40 odd yeah, years. Yeah, 40 aught uh -huh. years. What, what has been pissing you off? I think the, the motif of all of my rants in the course of this show, if you looked at them all, it would be inconsideration. Mm, yes. I think, I think my biggest problem with people in general and society at large is that People do not think about other people 
and how their consequence, how their actions affect other people. Mm. Whether it's the way you drive, the way you park, the way you behave in line at the supermarket, uh, the way you drop your drop clothes you look at all over the floor in the fucking store, um, the way the way God, you raise your kids, that is really annoying. The way you it? behave like, online, the way you behave at work, all of it. Think about other fucking people. There are 7 billion of us on this planet. Thanos didn't actually snap his fingers in real life. There are still 7 billion of us. And if I, and if I may, uh, had he, I'm sure I'd have the horrible luck to have not been one of the ones who snapped. No, you'd be still here. Yeah, so absolutely. We, all, we, the three of us, we, we would have never snapped. Yeah, absolutely. But you'd have a lot more resources available <laughs> to you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like... Right? Traffic would get a lot better. Yeah, well, I maybe. Know. I mean, all those cars in the middle of the highway where people are just gone, you know? There. Airplanes falling out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, what like... What is this, Geostorm? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so bad, so bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think that's the thing that makes me the most upset is when people people don't think about how what they do or don't do mm. affects other, other people. people. Yeah. Um, so I think if you if you can just take a second and think about what how what you're doing is going to affect somebody else, yeah, eh, we might all be a little less upset. <laughs> I, I, that's a really great point. I mean, working in retail, I will never, ever tell somebody behind a counter, you know, get your shit together. Uh-huh. I will never be mean to somebody who works at a fast food joint. I'm never going to be mean to any kind of service industry person. It's never going to happen again. If somebody's having a bad day, I'm going to be like, hey, man, you know, you tried. I know this shit is tough. But like... Most of those people behind those counters aren't getting paid nearly enough money to no, deal with to deal with that to deal bold. with the fact that you needed to unload on someone because you can't get your bratty kid to stop beating people up in school because you don't know how to talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Chris, what'd you learn? I've learned that over the course of close to forty years, I despite being pissed off at the rest of the world, can make a uh, some pretty close friends sharing a lot of fun things and, and, and having lots of really good conversation experiences, despite me be thinking that I'm as unique as I am, as we all think we're super, super unique. You are an individual and unique snowflake. I can share all these fun and unique things with people who I never would have uh, met otherwise. But through these sometimes addictive things that I do. So, uh, Tom. Yeah. What have you learned in your lifetime? In my lifetime, I have learned that you cannot ever put a price on your own happiness. Mm-hmm. And that self-care is often more important than caring for others. And I don't mean as in terms of being considerate, but I mean making sure that you are healthy mentally and physically. Otherwise, you can't care for others. Yeah, that's a, indeed. Um, no, I've especially yeah. learned that the last few years. Yeah. Um, I make a lot less money than I used to, but I'm a lot happier than I was. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so... Anytime you're considering a career change or a major life decision, you need to weigh happiness as a factor in all of the rest of it. Um, I think if if you can stick with that, then you won't make a lot of decisions that you'll regret. 
as life goes on. Hmm. Rick, what did you want to do? So millennial of you. <laughs> well, we are millennial. Anyway. Um, on my time in this world and on specifically on this show, the one thing I learned more than anything is that nothing is ever really over. Um, I've, I've made this statement a hundred times and I'll make it a hundred more. When, um, I was in my early twenties, I was in great physical shape and I was roughly 24 years old and I weighed 183 pounds and I was 3% body fat and I looked like a fucking Adonis. And then I slipped on some goddamn yogurt in Walmart and broke my fucking back. I have a complete herniation of my L4, L5 in my spine. And every now and again, my leg just stops working. In just a couple of days, it's going to be numb. And I've been told on more than one occasion that because of that injury, and specifically because of that injury, um, I can't do things like specifically yoga, jujitsu, or anything like that. I was never going to be able to again. Well, that obviously did not come to pass. I remember writing all of my stuff out on the artofricksussman.wordpress.com, and I've got so many things that are still, that website's still up. Thank you, WordPress. I really appreciate it. And I've got, like, incomplete stories left, right, and center. But I can go back to them. This podcast opened a, a creative opportunity in my mind that I didn't know was there. And... I thought I was done being creative. I thought I was done being funny and things like that. I'm not. And though the podcast is ending, I have other uh, avenues of being hunt funny and hilarious on the internet. And I have opportunities to hang out with you guys. So nothing is ever truly over. That's what I learned. Well, on that note, um, the email address, those two jerks at gmail.com will still be there. <laughs> The voicemail will still be there. The Twitter account will still be there. Um, I don't know how often we'll be posting, <laughs> but I will say this: there. if you if you post something, I'll post something. Well, that, that's the thing. If you, you we're this is not goodbye forever. It's goodbye for now. Yeah. Um, there, no one knows what the future holds, and you may very well hear from. One or all of us again. In fact, Rick does no less than 25 other podcasts yes. that you can hear on it's true. Wednesdays, Saturdays, uh, whenever in the case of one. If, if, I, if, I, if I stop doing podcasts, if I stop listening to my own voice, I will in fact die. <laughs> so in that being said, Rick, tell people where else they can find you. Uh, if you a chance to plug. If you are interested in, in uh, listening to some of my other ventures, um, you can check out the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. Um, it consists of myself and Jesse Long. We are Team Hamifist. We do mostly WWE talk. It's a video podcast, so you can watch us as we punch each other, and that's cool. And then every now and again, I am heard with um, a member of the IndieCast, uh, my buddy Chad Allen, and he and I are known as the Golden Guys. And uh, what we do is basically every month we pick a major old-school uh, wrestling event Rewatch it and try and figure out whether or not it was any good. <laughs> but <laughs> you can always find me on my first and most prolific defunct thing, and, and that is at the Read Pile. I am always there. It is my best accomplishment on the Twitterverse. I have amazing followers and incredible conversations. So if you don't find me at those two jerks, find me at the Read Pile, or you can just find me. I'm not that hard to find. Google Frederick Sussman. You'll find some few things and, and you know this is trailing off <laughs> chris 
you have anything to plug? Yeah. Right? That, was, that was your option. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm not thing you say super uh, active on the social media. It's a personal account, but if you look up Chris Vu on the Facebook. You've got the most, like, inadvertently racist screen name of all time. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my Instagram. Account. Oh, sorry. It's an advertent racist <laughs> yes. screen name. It's it's but not it's, inadvertent. It's uh, I am at uh, <laughs> I'll spell it out for you. I, I actually I won't this I won't I won't say it. This is happening. But I'll spell it. Um, my Instagram profile is d a c h i n k o f s t e e l. Um, that's my Instagram profile, which Most you can find. Listeners can spell. So. Yes. Uh, just just read it. It's been around since AOL days. So. <laughs> People used to like think it said something else, and and think that I was some female. Oh, you replace one letter, yeah. and all of a sudden I become female. Um, so that was really annoying. Uh, that was really annoying. <laughs> 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 but um, you can find me on Instagram. Most right now, it's mostly pictures of either food, my baby, or jujitsu photos. Or your baby eating food. food. Yeah, <laughs> or, yeah, exactly. Um, that that sort of dominates my life at the moment. Um. But this this leads us into an interesting question, Tom. Yeah, what's up? Uh, what, what 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 you got for us? Where are you going? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as always at the Tom Alexander. Um, I'm you need to update that photo, by the way. Uh, you are six years younger in that photo. It's not that old. <laughs> it's not that old. It's actually more like three. But I am about uh, eighteen pounds lighter yeah, 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 yeah. than I now yeah. than I am in that photo. Um, no, at the Tom Alexander on Twitter. Um, it's a locked account, though, so you're going to have to ask for permission. No, it's not anymore. Really? Yeah. It's, it, was, it hasn't been locked for a long time. Oh, okay. Yeah, it hasn't been locked for quite some time. Um, so you can find me there. Um, I have an Instagram account that I just opened up two weeks ago that I have yet to post anything on. Marvelous. Yeah, but it's there, and I'll be monitoring all of those two jerks stuff probably <laughs> indefinitely. So you can find me all those places. and Maybe I'll just maybe I'll just let you pilot the Those Two Jerks Twitter from now on and get yeah, a nice yeah. jump start. Yeah, yeah you can uh, link all that stuff together. Yeah, you can. You know, I'm not sure you just want all that spam. Like, no. Um, but yeah, that's a good way to find out uh, what, what may or may not be next. But like I said, it's not goodbye. It's goodbye for now. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for being part of the conversation and the fun. Thank you guys for uh, joining me on this ridiculously crazy journey that takes up way more time out of our personal lives than it really ought to. <laughs> um, but I could not, literally could not have done it without the two of you. Um, so for the last time, for the Sussman, Rick Sussman, and the Vucani, Vutastic, Vucasional, Vucentric. I anymore. I like Vucentric. Vucentric, Chris Vu. I am Vumora. The Vumora. The Vumora is the, the most powerful of them all. Forget the Vumora. I do keep you guys clean. <laughs> <laughs> so for Rick and Chris, I am the Tom Alexander. And uh, if you're ever in a bar or a restaurant and you hear a couple guys a couple tables away arguing about uh, eh, the college football playoff or the NFL national anthem controversy or uh, the DC Cinematic Universe or anything even remotely related to those three things, come say hi, because you never know. It might just be those two jerks. Bye for now.